my fellow from Low Seven Thinkers. Thank you for tuning in to the L3 Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitting from the beautiful realm of the planet Earth. Today's date is Friday, February 4th, 2022. This is episode 1500, entitled North Carolina Commissioners Restricts Free Speech. Before I proceed, you can listen to me on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Jail Sovereign, Anchor, Breaker, Podbean, Reason, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Hit that like button and share everywhere. Plus, I'm on multiple social media sites. Just type in Loki Luck number three or Roman numeral three. In addition, you can find me on Telegram. Just type in Loki Luck Roman numeral three podcast. If you want to donate, go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash Loki Luck number three. Hmm, interesting time here. And just um, a little bit mellowed as we speak, as I speak. <laughs> oh, man. Well, one thing I'm going to be talking about today is pretty disturbing, but it's happening in other counties around um, these United States, including Broward County and Florida and a few other places. This one here is just an example. This is from the North, this is from the Rutherford Institute on the front lines, and this is entitled North Carolina Board of Commissioner County Commissioners Restricts First Amendment Rights, Prohibits. Criticism of government officials at public meetings. <laughs> I'm offended. We have to restrict their free speech because we are the kings and queens. We are the council of the five or the nine or the ten. It doesn't matter what it is. So let's just read what they have to say here. Rockingham Palace. Despite warnings of civil liberties advocates that its actions risk violating the First Amendment in North Carolina, County Board of Commissioners has unanimously adopted a policy prohibiting criticism at public meetings. The Rutherford Institute had warned the Board of Richmond County that its proposed public comment policy could have a chilling effect on free speech and violate First Amendment rights, especially the right to petition the government for redress of grievances, a.k.a. the right to criticize the government. For example, the newly adopted policy prohibits public comments which are deemed by the commissioners to be inappropriate or harmful, discriminatory or embarrassing to any citizens, officials, or employees of Richmond County. Although the rules do not prohibit praising those government employees and officials, the the policy also threatens a criminal offense for anyone who willfully interrupts, disturbs, or disrupts a meeting and refuses to leave. Institute attorneys have indicated that they are prepared to challenge a policy should county officials use it to violate the rights of constituents at public meetings. One one of the key ingredients in the representative democracy is the right to freely freely speak our minds to those who represent us. In fact, it is one of the few effective tools we have left to combat government corruption and demand accountability, said Constitutional Attorney John W. Whitehead, president of the Rutherford Institute and author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People. You can go to his link and uh, get it there. Good, good stuff. We, the people, have the constitutional right to address our government officials in a public manner so that they can hear out our concerns. Indeed, the First, the First Amendment assures us the right to peacefully assemble and petition the government for a redress of grievances. As such, public meetings of, lo- of local legislative boards, other credential citizen forms, adopted in 1997 and amended seven times, several times through 2021, the public appearance of policy for means of the Board of County Commissioners for Richmond County 
North Carolina establishes a, a time for an open forum at the beginning of each regular meeting to hear citizens comment and set forth the procedures and the rules for citizens who want to provide input to the board during that time. However, following national trend to insulate government officials from criticism and limit exposure to their constituents, the board proposed revising this policy. The new policy continues to allow the chair to revoke an, an individual's right to speak if the comments are deemed inappropriate, such as slanderous or libelous remarks. In addition, the revised policy would also prohibit citizens from making comments which are harmful, discriminatory, or embarrassing to any citizens, officials, or employees of Richmond County and from discussing closed session type issues, including personal matters and, lit and litigations. litigation. Moreover, commissioners also specifically noted in the policy that it is a criminal offense for anyone who, to willfully interrupt, disrupt, or disrupt, disturb, or disrupt a meeting and refuse to leave when directed to do so by the chair. Urging the board to reconsider its policy changes, the Rutherford Institute attorneys warn that the rules are so vague as to present a significant risk of arbitrary application and viewpoint discrimination. Nevertheless, despite the concerns raised about the policy's chilling effect on free speech rights, the board voted on February 1st, 2022 to unanimously approve the revised policy. Well, it's interesting because this uh, is a uh, non-profit civil liberties organization provides legal assistance at no charge to individuals whose constitutional rights have been threatened or violated and educates the public on a wide spectrum of issues affecting their freedoms. Yeah, so um, it's funny because I it's funny when I laugh at, I I laugh at this. It's laughable for the elected servants. I like to see they use elected servants, okay, just to give a more clarification. Is when um, hey, you've got to get criticized. That's how, that's how it goes. Deal with it. Okay, that's one thing I know. One thing about what Richmond County Commission has done, they already breached their oath of office. However, I'm going to read this letter, what they um, what they stated here, which is pretty, which is pretty good. I got to give them props for it. So I'm going to read this here, and um, it was. From the Rutherford Institute, it came out today. I mean, February first. Excuse me, it's electronic mail, by the way, on their public policy. Dear Commissioner, the Rutherford Institute is a public, is a nonprofit civil liberties organization, which seeks to protect. Sorry about that. I boomed it too much here. Seeks to protect individuals' constitutional rights and educate the public about threats to their freedoms. It has just recently come to our attention that you plan to. Cons to consider approving a, revi a revised public comment policy at your meeting later today. Certain provisions in Rules 4 and 7 of the proposed policy raise significant concerns as they could violate or create a chilling effect on the First Amendment rights of your constituents to freely express their concerns. And the board should therefore eliminate those provisions from the policy. As elected representatives, task with establishing the policy of the Richmond County, it is crucial that you remain open to communication from your constituents, both individually and when acting as a collective board. Public meetings of legislative boards have historically served as a credential citizens forum, giving individuals the opportunity to speak on issues important to the community and to directly address those who have the authority to take action on such matters. 
First Amendment's protections of freedom of speech and the right to petition of uh, the government therefore apply to public meetings of bodies such as Richmond County Board of Commissioners. However, Rule 4 of the proposed policy gives the chair the authority to revoke an individual right, individual's right to speak if the comments are deemed inappropriate such as slanderous or libelous remarks. Similarly, Rule 7 prohibits speakers from making comments which are harmful, discriminatory, or embarrassing to any citizens, officials, or employees, or Richmond County, and from discussing closed session type issues. Example, personal matters, litigation, and matters which are subject to public hearings. Rule 7 then by threatens a criminal charge and punish against speakers who are considered to have, dis have disturbed the meeting by not following the rules. While the board may establish some limits on a public forum to maintain order and avoid unnecessary delay, or disruption, it may not impose those limits in a matter that discriminates based on the speaker's viewpoint. And any restriction must be reasonable in the light of purpose served by the form. Although some policies which prohibit harassment and personal attacks, particularly when they affect the order and decorum of a meeting, have been held, it is questionable if they would be to still be upheld when facing different arguments. And the language in the board's proposed policy prohibiting inappropriate, harmful, discriminatory, or embarrassing comments is incredibly vague and subjective. The rules at issue here are not aimed solely at maintaining the order and decorum of the meetings, but rather restrict any speech which a commissioner might consider harmful or embarrassing and thus make such speech vulnerable to censorship. A vague law impermissibly delegates basic policy matters to a government official for resolution of an ad hoc or ad hoc and subjective basis with the dangers of arbitrary and discriminatory application. Therefore, your constituents might fear if they express anything which could be construed as being critical of a county official employee or which might highlight a failure or wrongful act which an official or employee feels embarrassed about that constituents right to speak at the meetings will be revoked and that they could face being charged with a criminal offense. This could create a chilling effect on your constituents and thus inhibit them from freely expressing concerns to their elected officials. While the policy prohibits criticism of its officials and employees, it does not prohibit praising or condemning them, commending them. This could be there this could therefore be considered in Permissible censorship and viewpoint discrimination in violation of the First Amendment. Further, there does not appear to be any basis or justification for a rule prohibiting speakers from commenting on closed session type issues and matters which subjects of public hearings which could involve important issues of public concern. Instead of seeking to, to restrict the ability of citizens to communicate with their representatives, the board should maintain an open and robust exchange of views with the people of Richmond County the limits on speech imposed by the rules and the proposed policy are not only contrary to the First Amendment, but are, are unwise, excuse me there, uh-uh, unwise, right? <laughs> For citizens to feel vested in their government, they must know that they are, are free to express their views and be heard by the, their representatives. The Relative Institute urges the board to revoke these rules and provide its constituents with the Free and open forum for speech. Sincerely yours, John W. Whitehead, President. Mr. Rutherford is correct.
I will back him on this. It's a, it is a fact. And um, but one thing I I've been looking at too is there's so much commotion going on and corruption and so forth, and it just really gets me because when they what they're actually doing in Richmond County, North Carolina, all right, which is like in a near like south. Center, uh, south center, east center of uh, North Carolina, right near the state line of, of South Carolina. And, and that's just contradicting uh, their own state constitution. Because what they're doing, if you read Article 1, which is Declaration of Rights, Section 1 here, equality, equality and rights of persons, and um, I'm not going to go, I'll, I'll just go a few here, few things here, like all persons here are created equal, that among these are like liberty and employment, enjoyment of the fruits of their labor and the pursuit of happiness. So he's trying to get rid of their equality. And of course, section two, sovereign of the people, all political party is vested and derived from the people. All government of right originates from the people is founded upon their will only and is instituted solely for the good of whole. So right there, this policy um, conflicts with that. And of course, same thing with uh, Section 3, the internal government of the state. Yeah, the government is government. Your people of the state have inherited so exclusive right of regulating the internal government and police thereof and altering or abolishing their constitution and form of government whenever may be necessary to their safety and happiness. But every such right shall be exercised in prudence of law and consistently with the U.S. Constitution. So, right there, Another foul up. And it's interesting out here, no, secession prohibited and pledge of allegiance. Okay, so like centralization in North Carolina, according to this. So we'll hit section 12. Right assembly and a petition. If people have the right to assemble together to consult for the common good, to instruct their representatives, and to apply the general for redress of grievances. But, politi but uh, secret political societies are dangerous to the liberties of a free people, shall not be tolerated. Hmm, interesting there. So just all right. So we'll just hit fourteen. Free speech, freedom of speech, and the right of the press are are two of the great bulwarks of liberty, and therefore shall never be restrained. But every person shall be held responsible for their abuse. So, but the way it was written, what constitutes the policy? What constitutes abuse? Right. All right, so we'll hit 19. Land of law, equal protection of law. No person shall be taken to prison or deceased of his withhold liberties or privileges or outlawed or exile or in any manner deprived of life, liberty, or property, but by the law of the land. No person shall be denied the equal protection of the laws, nor shall any person be subjected to discrimination by state or the state because of race, color, religion, or national origin. So remember creed, beliefs, okay? So um, so 19, that contradicts 19, and even 21. Inquiry into restraints on liberty. Every person restrained of his liberty is entitled to a remedy to inquire into the lawfulness thereof and to remove the restraint if unlawful and that the remedy shall not be denied or delayed. The privilege of every corpus shall not be suspended. Okay, so they can't even do that. And we can hit 32, 33. 32, exclusive emoluments, 
No person or set of persons is entitled to exclusive or separate emoluments, emoluments, <laughs> or privileges from the community, but considered consideration of public services. So you can't have exclusivity, okay? So it's got to be across the board and heredity, emoluments, and honors. No heredity, emoluments, privileges, or honors shall be granted or conferred in the state. So, looks like they screwed up on that one. Hit 35 and 36. Recurrence to fundamental principles. A frequent recurrence to fundamental principles is absolutely necessary to preserve the blessings of liberty. Yep, so they violated that too. Right? Yeah, of course. And 36, others' rights of the people. The enumeration of rights in this article shall not be construed to impair or deny others retained by the people. Yeah, so, well, those, everything right there is on his face. And we can hit Article 6, all right, suffrage and eligibility to vote. And the problem is they've um, reached their oath of office, okay, on here. And like I said before, entering upon duties of an office, which is oath, Section 7 of this article. A person shall, a person elected or appointed to the office shall take and subscribe the following oath. But there, I do, so I do to state your name, solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and maintain the Constitution, the law of the United States, and the laws, Constitution, and the Constitution and laws of North Carolina, not inconsistent therewith, that I will faithfully, I will faithfully discharge the duties of my office. So, as so and so, so help me God. And one of the disqualifications is interesting about disqualifications. I'm not going to read this in its entirety. And um, I'll hit the third one here. Third, any person who has been a judge guilty of treason or any other felony against the state or the United States or any person shall be a judge guilty of a felony or another state. Therefore, that also would be a felony if it has committed in this person a judge guilty, corruption, malpractice, any office or person has been removed by impeachment from any office or has not been restored to the rest of citizenship. Okay, so you know, it's funny because I'm just like you know, getting just this really looking at this, and um, it really is really sometimes some of these folks, yeah, folks out there they believe they're smarter than their oath of office. So that's what makes me laugh. I just get a big kick out of these clowns, you know, and um, so definitely, you know, definitely I'll add that the North Carolina Constitution in in its um. And it's uh, footnotes here, so you can read it for yourselves. Let's see what the let's see what the, see what the governor has here. Does the governor have certain duties? Executive power. I don't know about this qualifications. No person. Okay. Let's go to section two. Secession of the government office. Okay. That's no problem. I should have done this earlier, but um. Here's a governor. Let's see what the good dude the governor says here. Execution of laws, commander in chief, clemency, extra sessions, appointments, administrative organization, reconvene sessions. Okay, so they don't really have much of obligations. So um, it's just a shame. And I know there's no re they have recalls. In North Carolina, but it's only on uh, 
county level. So I was like looking at that. I'm like, good grief. So I'm going to add that too because I don't, I don't see Richmond County. It's like maybe 20 counties have these things, have, have these um, re, um, recalls. But it's, real, it's really disappointing on that matter. And um, what's interesting, it's so funny because if, if you look at the word policy, you know, like pol what policy means. This, this is from the Webster, Merriam-Webster Dictionary. And this is what um, the second definition, section B, subsection B says. A high-level overall plan embracing the general goals and acceptable procedures, especially of governing body. Well... I don't know why I don't know what the general goals and acceptable procedures are on this matter if you can't handle constructive criticism or redress of grievances. If it's the grievance that's threatening people, that's a whole different ballgame. But if they're boldly critical, hey, they have the right to speak their minds. But I always recommend this to my uh listeners out there. And it doesn't matter where you go, when you go to all when you go to these places, have all your facts too. When you're when you're gonna be critical. Have all your facts to back it up. Trust me, that's they hate that more. Okay, because it happened to me many about many years ago on a speech on a speech on a speech permit. I laid on all the facts why it was unmerited, and I proclaimed it as nothing more than a rhetorical deception. And I've now written. I found out later on after I spoke, the administrator at that time was the author. <laughs> I could tell you this person bit their tongue and when I said it was nothing more than a rhetorical deception, which it was. So uh had no shame of saying it. But there was a six, eight minute debate after I spoke and and, had, and the funny thing about it because it was never I never try to use this as an ego trip by any means. But when you lay down concrete information, they can't refute it. So um, this is why you always use complex words too. Trust me, big words. Chris Ann Hall recommended that use big words; they'll go right over their heads. That'd be a good concept. Hey, have your dictionary ha dictionaries handy, especially those big old school thick ones. Complex words. So um, I've been I gotta practice that myself to be very frank. So um, but how I look at it, you know, with the, pol the so called policy they have. It's void. The whole thing is void with no force. In other words, invalid contract or protocol. And you know what? Uh, you know what? I say this. If, if there's no recall for the counties and all that, and the government can't, the, you probably take it, just take it to the attorney general's office. If not, have a campaign against these people. Clean house. Do a clean slate. Have a, have a team. A slate that will... Um, Get them get get just to run against them because that to me that's how I look at it. So that's my intake on it. The whole thing is invalid, unmerited, period. And the people, if you folks in Richmond County want to prove me wrong, please, I would love to hear from you. All right, that is it. I thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share throughout your social media networks. If you have any questions, comments, and since interested to out, whatever you do, please any correspondence to Corm. Furthermore, I'll leave the footnotes of this article of this uh, episode on my page. If you want to contact me, go to lookyluck number zero three at protonmail.com. If you want to uh, 
donate, go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash look look number three. If you want to support the Rutherford Institute, that'd be beautiful. All right. Remember, folks, your rights are, you're born with those rights. They cannot take it away from you. End of story. Once again, thank you for your time. Plus, always remember that the demoniac resistance is healthy for the soul and can liberate humanity. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading the love. And may your guardian spirits be with you.